The following audio drama is rated PG-13 for Pretty Gory. You may experience swearing, violence, and sexual situations that you engage in often, hopefully never, and only in your dreams. Parents need to watch your children. They could learn more than you want them to. Welcome, one and all, to the Broken Sea production of Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Before we begin, we again ask that you make yourself comfortable and listen to this lesson from the Lawgiver. General Amar strode through the marketplace and, reaching one of his guerrilla sergeants, grabbed him by the shoulder and whirled him around. You, he bellowed into the sergeant's face, you disgrace the dignity of that uniform, of our race. The general then proceeded to beat the guerrilla with his cudgel. So swiftly had the general caught his sergeant off guard that he could not even lift a finger to defend himself, only to block the blows raining down on him. General Amar had almost beat the sergeant to death when a heavy hand fell upon his arm, stopping him cold in mid-swing. The lawgiver looked about as angry as anyone had ever seen him. You will not strike another blow, General, he stated, in a voice laced with controlled fury. This soldier, who is my business, General Amar sneered, beginning to get his ire up at the lawgiver's interference. He violated our most sacred trust, his oath to all over his singular desire. All apes are my business, the lawgiver declared. He shall be tried before his peers. Ape shall never kill ape. He motioned over to two soldiers who, getting a confirming nod from the general, took the sergeant away. The following morning, General Amar was found dead. A broken neck at the bottom of a cliff he would ride his horse across every morn. His horse was never found. Some speculate that it was an accident that he was thrown from his spooked horse. Others feel it was the Almighty's retribution for accosting his prophet. We may never know. Now, beneath the planet of the apes.
The four of you. Still looking down on good old Brent, me from the upper balcony of a damned radioactive Greek theater, no less. Better than being next to the gold hunk of metal in the damned cathedral, I guess. Great. Look, you four humans. At least you're not apes. <laughs> I've answered your telepathy, your side blasts. Now what? This is our great theater. You have passed through our cathedral in coming here. As for your tolerance for pain, that all depends on you, Mr. Brent. Indeed, Albinia. Do not speak to me, Mendez. Woman! Great. Love American style, 2,000 years later. You're as bad as the apes. What? Mr. Brent. Other than witnessing your marriage soap opera then, why the hell am I still here? Oh! Ah! Oh! Watch your tongue, Mr. Brent. Patience. <clears throat> Patience, oh. Otello. Yes. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I'll be a good uh, boy, even if you now talk to me with your lips and not just telepath the whole damn thing in Mr. my head. Mr. Brent! Allow me to handle this great and glorious Mendez. Ah, ah, yes, Verger. Husband, not only am I ugly. You ugly? Hot, blonde, but definitely not ugly. Great. If you only knew. Primitive. Now I'm silenced. I... Albinia! I... <sighs> Thank you, husband. Virgil, go on. Yes, Mendez. <laughs> of course we all talk, Mr. Brent. Though most of us have shed the habit of talking because the need is no longer necessary with our mastery of the telepathic disciplines you have witnessed. Except when we pray. Or when we sing to God. Yes. We make the sign for the bomb. Open our lips. Husband. Yes, my love. And kiss. I can't see Nova and you two <laughs> need to get a room. <clears throat> um, we pray for peace aloud, Mr. Brent, and express our love as we can in these hard times. Now, about the apes. In my day, it was the other way around. The warmongers talked loud, very loud. But some of them prayed silently and loved one another, even in the hardest of times. Sometimes that's all you have. Please, where is Nova? We will get to your Nova. But first, answer me this, Mr. Brent. Of what use was your silence in your time? Look around you. As you have already surmised, New York was devastated in the horrific fires of the splitting of the ancient atom. We 
are all that is left. Your silence did little good. Yeah. My home. Now and yours. I wish I could answer the past. I only have theories. Your words and theories do seem to come at an appropriate moment, Mr. Brent. If theories they actually be. Yes, Mr. Brent. You could save what is left from the fiery doom of us all. Save? Me? How? The apes, Mr. Brent. As you have witnessed in the midst of an argument, we share love. Our God and each other. My husband, Mendez, I may quarrel, but, but we love each other deeply. We only want to live and love as we can. We have no quarrel with the apes. And perhaps you also are a pacifist like ourselves, Mr. Brent? Yeah, love. On a world turned upside down. The apes. Let me speak of myself before any more simian discourse. Albinian. I'm more of a hybrid. Indeed. Just let me talk, Otello. As I said, I'm more of a hybrid and maybe a less effective one at that. What we, in my time, used to call a dove. You see, doves also abhor war. But, as a last resort for their country, or even their world's freedom, and yes, even love, they're prepared to wage it. That was your time. But this also is your time now, Mr. Brent. What are you prepared to do? If man is forced to fight, he must love what he fights for. Mr. Brent, Mr. Brent, Mr. Brent. And you do not love us. What I have seen here has given me little cause to believe that. And what exactly have you seen, Mr. Brent? Pain inflicted. Mr. Brent... You simply imagined Dorothello hurting you here in the theater. <laughs> You're as crazy as I thought you were, if you what believe... What did you say, Mr. Brent? Patience, Albinia. Yes, dear wife, calm. Let Verger continue. Take your hands off me, Mendez. <clears throat> Mr. Brent, because Otello here telepathically imagined that he was hurting you, you felt pain, but... Do you hurt now? No. I do not... No broken bones, hmm? Blood flowing, perhaps? No. Or eyeballs bursting? No. Well then... I... Well then, how about... Guts spilling all over our cathedral here, hmm? No. No, damn you! Tut, tut, Mr. Brett. Such a vernacular you do seem to have from your time. <laughs> then we can agree that our glorious leader, the keeper of the holy bomb... And our holy voice to God may have hurt you, but Glorious Mendez did not harm you. I guess I... Shit! Did one of you imagine that I was damn near suffocating a woman to death this morning? Well? Now, Mr. Brent, how could that be? Death, you see, is unimaginable. Traumatic hypnosis is a weapon of peace. Weapons of peace, Mr. Brent. Like the visual deterrent. What the hell? 
pillar of fire next to me. Maybe Alvinia. What the hell is this? Fire everywhere, right? of Taylor's. It just floats. It, it's staring at me. It's so wet. It is water, dear. <laughs> Funny. Do you think Ursus and Dr. Zaius have set out to war yet? If they haven't yet, they will shortly. And will have an eye out for us. Dr. Zaius and Ursus. Some people's convictions are about as deep as a kidney basin. <laughs> I agree with you. But Dr. Zayas does have to show unity. So should the chimpanzees. But, Zira, we are too few. We'd be cutting our own throats. How can we take any initiative while... While... Well, Ursus has his army as well as the power and the numbers to bend even Zaius to his mad scheme. Has it occurred to you that by tomorrow, at least according to Dr. Milo, we might not even be here, but up, up there? Yes, it has. Maybe we, maybe, but leaving Earth, and, and will that even fly? I... I but our child and, and the gorillas going to war. Another price on our heads. I I don't know, Cornelius. I'm, I'm scared. Yes. I I just don't know either, Zira. I'm scared too. Cornelius, I'm due in four months. <sighs> Hold me. Zira, here... Mr. Brent? Geyser is hot as hell! Oh, almost! He's driving me back to the damn fire! Alvinia! Mendez! What about this sonic deterrent, Mr. Brent? Machine guns! Damn! Damn! The fire! Shit! Shooting everywhere! It's detailers! That hurt. My back. 
Marble floor. Cool. The sonic wave. Gone. I... Machine guns. Stopped. How? Shit. What in the hell? Weapons of peace, Mr. Brent. Like all our weapons. Pity that. Otello. Mere illusion. Illusion? 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 Damn your crazy hypocrisy! Is the bomb an illusion too? Along with all these mind tricks of you twisted bastards? God's instruments of peace, Mr. Brent. My ass. That damn 40-foot-tall, gold-plated, nuclear, alpha and omega hunk of holy hell Virgil was kneeling in front of in your damn church cathedral. That's death incarnate. Then know that you have beheld God's instrument on earth, in whose time he created our inmost selves to be the light to brighten the path of peace and to reflect his everlasting glory and his eternal truth. The rest of you sit. It is time I enlightened Mr. Brent. Wonderful. How much will this hurt? Mr. Brent? Silence! Otello, sit. Your evidence. Understand, Mr. Brent, it is written that in the first year of the bomb, when my remote forefather, Mendez I, led his few surviving people out of the captivity of war on the Earth's surface, the blessing of the Holy Father descended on them from above. Jesus. They somehow survived. As I mentioned, they built the Great White Way, as you see around you. The generation succeeded to generation, but the spirit of the Holy Fallout, still working within us all down here, standing before you, has made our inmost selves to shine, that none might behold such brightness, save only the bomb. New York City. What? The bomb, Mr. Prent. Our creator. Blessed be the bomb everlasting, to whom alone we may reveal our inmost truth. I don't understand. The bomb. It is whom we have served all our days in peace, Mr. Brent. In peace. I don't understand. Yes, Mendez. Help us keep that peace, Mr. Brent, for we possess no weapons other than what you have seen. Yes, Mr. Brent. Help us. Tell us about the apes, Mr. Brent. Please. You all may call it God's instrument. I call it Satan's retribution on us all. You call it everlasting. I pray for its extinction. Mr. Brent, You all want to know of the apes, Atello? What little I do know of the apes, I loathe and detest. But I loathe and detest the bomb even more. Because its existence makes possible its very use. And while it survives in your safe, if deranged keeping, I will not help you or take your side. You ask us to destroy our god. You seem to have destroyed mine. Wait. Wait. What the... I... The noise. Behind me. It can't be but... Mendez. Is that a movie of Nova projected on the wall? With your mind? 
What a glorious morning it is! <laughs> the sun has risen. Not a cloud in the sky. Not the sky. My army stretches from the training grounds all the way through Ape City. Even as we pass the Grand Hall of Zeus, nothing can stop us. <laughs> I pray you are right, Ursus. You agree that something needs to be done about these mutants. About the humans stealing our crops. About living space for all simian kind. This will be our finest hour, Doctor. Hmm. Yes, I suppose. What the hell? We seem to have a problem, General. Protesters. Chimpanzees? <laughs> You might halt the army, Ursus. The infantry cannons are right behind us. And these you <laughs> seem to have blocked the street. What? <laughs> right. Company halt! <laughs> well, Doctor. We do seem to have a quan. I have a solution to these tree-hugging chimps. What? Is that Lucius? Leading the protest. Dr. Zira's nephew. Zira? Then I do have a solution. What are you... Sergeant, arrest these protesting chimps. And Sergeant, bring me their leader. Lucius. Sirs. Before you carry through with this... Yes, Doctor. The Lawgiver spake. <laughs> ape shall not kill ape. I am arresting these chips, Doctor. <sighs> and you will have a riot on your hands before we even get out of Ape City. Lucius is leading them. <laughs> And he is related to Zira. Your point. My point, Ursus, that you will go from being the savior of Simeon kind, along with your army, to the butcher of the youth of Ape City. With their blood on your hands, <laughs> should anything go wrong, <laughs> and it will. Then what is your solution, Doctor? <laughs> I can handle this, Ursus. Sergeant? <clears throat> Follow me! <clears throat> no blood need be spilt. General! <clears throat> Follow the Doctor. Yes, sir! Thank you, Ursus. <laughs> Sergeant, come along. Yes, sir! <sighs> Lucius! We need to talk. You have feelings for hallucination, Mr. Brent. But, but I saw, I saw Nova on the damn wall. Mr. Brent, you seem tired. 
tired my ass. That was Nova on the wall. Then as you seem to feel as you are fully cognizant, images of amphitheater walls notwithstanding, let me at least make a last appeal to your reason. For more than a thousand years we have dwelt here, content to live in peace with others because we are at peace with ourselves. <coughs> now, <coughs> now we learn that others more brutish and aggressive than we are not content to live with us. Jesus, just call them apes! <coughs> The apes, then. Your information would help us defend ourselves against these apes with the harmless but effective weapons we have shown you. They are our only means of defense. We have no ministry of war. We have no army. You have an atomic bomb. Or is that too a hallucination? Just like Nova on the wall. The bomb, as you refer to our god, is very real, Mr. Brent. But... It is an object of innocent worship at ceremonies which you are free to attend. Onward, Christian soldiers, each to war resigned. With the cross of Jesus vaguely kept in mind. Beg your pardon? Oh, nothing. Then what may we hope for in the way of help? Nothing. How unfortunate. For Nova. Watch gods! What, Alvinia? Nova! Structure <laughs> let her go! are you looking for? I thought there were still some adjustments to be made to the Starcraft. And these metal robots are... I... Creepy. No! Not that. Hmm. I... No, not that. Dr. Milo. No, I, I could have sworn. Dr. Milo, did you hear me? What, Sarisa? Oh, right you are. Sorry. I thought I had another coupling in the wagon for the battery. Perhaps I left it aboard Taylor's craft. But why are we still going through with making Taylor's Starcraft air work? If you don't even know if Cornelius and Zira are coming. I thought you said that you needed Cornelius to assist you in navigating... Yes, yes, yes. Details. Details? One way or another. He would be a great help, though Cornelius does confound me at times. For all his hunt for knowledge, he can be so dense at times. He's so very human. <coughs> What's human, Milo? Cornelius, I... Zira, you're both back. I... you see... I, I, Cornelius, you see, I... I well, I, I... I was... I... I just... <coughs> Human? Me? Milo? <laughs> he... He may have a point, dear. A point? Zira, I... Oh. Well, Zira, are you two going to... If my husband and Dr. Milo can stop stammering, yes. 
Though, by the lawgiver, how either of these learned simians can fly a starcraft when they have trouble not inserting their feet deeply in their muzzles. <laughs> oh, Zira. Wonderful! Then we begin the countdown in the morning. Oh, my! Just think, this will be one small step for simians and one giant leap for female kind. <laughs> I knew you led this expedition here. And here we go. <laughs> Let Nova go. But of course. Nova, are you okay? So sorry about before I... Guards, you may release her and depart. Yes, Othello. We are not uncivilized, even with primitives. Did they hurt you? I... Now, Mr. Brent, about the apes. Hold my hand. How can she help you? Nova can't even speak. You'd better not hurt her. But of course, Mr. Brent. We would never harm anyone. What? My ass, I... hello? Of course. Don't you... Nova, get behind My... Uh, 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 dead. I... I... <coughs> must... Uh, uh, kiss you. Nova, I... Don't... don't Struggle, no. Stop. I am hurting. No. She's faded. I. You. Damn it. Otello, you made me hurt her again, you asshole. Then tell us about the apes. Are, are you okay? <clears throat> Mr. Brent, I ask yet again. Tell us about the apes. Okay. You win. Shit. The apes... The apes are a primitive, semi-articulate, and underdeveloped race whose weapons have not progressed beyond the club and the sling. <clears throat> Mr. Brent. You asked to tell her. Mr. Brent. Let him finish. Go ahead, Mr. Brent. <sighs> okay, voice of reason verger there. You should take notes, Otello. As I was saying, the ape should fall easy prey to the many telepathic weapons at your disposal here. Look what you just did to me and Nova. They are just apes. Mr. Brent. What? No. Not. Ah! My head. I kick Nova. I... The bomb. It is whom no. we have all served ah. all our days. In I peace, Mr. Brent. Nova. In I... peace. Bastards. Stop it! Stop it! I... No! I... Kick Nova! 
again about the apes. The first time was lies. Damn you. Otello. How do you know? How? Nova, I... I'm sorry. They're making me hurt you. I... I'll... put your head on my lap. Stroke your hair. I... I just don't want to hurt you, Nova. I... Albinia! You want me to? Damn. Yes. You. Taylor? Nova. The I... wall project. I never meant to. I... As you wish. They did it. Look at me. Look at me, Nova. Look at me, Nova. Not behind me. I'm sorry. Please believe me, Nova. Why won't you look at me? Hey, don't pull away. I'm trying to... What the hell are you looking at? What are you pointing at? Okay, okay, I'll, I'll look at the wall. Behind me. Wait, hey, that's George. What you would hey, not do that. out that's... of hatred I'm... for Take... our god, do out of love for her. I... The apes, Mr. Brent. <sighs> okay, the truth. Just don't hurt Nova. <clears throat> The ape community, it's subdivided into three groups. The militaristic guerrillas, led by the army commander, General Ursus. The right-wing intellectual orangutans, led by the minister of science, Dr. Zayas. And the minority left-wing pacifist intellectual chimpanzees, who have no effective leader. Go on, Mr. Brent. Okay. I estimate the ape army's numerical strength at about 2,000 mounted and dismounted. Their principal weapons are the rifle and the machine gun, in whose accurate use they have been proficiently trained. I also observed primitive cannon, of whose accuracy I am more dubious, and I would infer from their knowledge of explosives that they are conversant with the depth charge and the mine as well. Their motivation, Mr. Brent. Well, as far as I see it, Mendez, the political motivation of the invasion is expansionist. There has been a population explosion, and they need living space. Go on. There must be deeper psychological motivation than just that, Mr. Brent. Even if they are only <clears throat> apes. Yeah, the reasons behind this lie a lot deeper. I mean, although they believe God created the ape to be man's master, they also sense that man could ultimately become capable of mastering them. So they hunt him down for fear that one day they too may be the hunted. They imprison him in concentration camps for fear that, again, one day, he will imprison them in circuses and zoos. They cut open his cranium for fear that one day his brains will be better than theirs. Indeed. Otello. He has finally spoken truth, Mendez. Very well. Come with us, Mr. Brent. I want you to witness God.
Thank you for listening to the Broken Sea Expanded Audio Adaptation of Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Expanded and adapted for audio by Bill Holweg from the scripts by Mort Abrams and Paul Den, based on the world created by Pierre Boulle. This is a work of fan fiction, a celebration of the films and audio for the simians everywhere. Thank you for listening to Beneath the Planet of the Apes, Episode 11. The cast, as always, was wonderful. I am Bill Holwig, writer, mixer, producer, all that kind of fun stuff. And I just want to thank everyone at Broken Sea, and especially the cast of Beneath the Planet of the Apes, for the brilliant lines. And now, the cast in tonight's episode, Mark Kalita as the lawgiver and Cornelius. Zero was played by Lynn Cullen. Brent was played by Pete Lutz. Sometimes we have to replace actors, and Colin Snow did a great job as Brent all these episodes, but sometimes the show must go on, and the groovy Pete Lutz stepped in, took the role of Brent, and did a brilliant job. Rock on, Pete. Dr. Zayas was played by Gareth Preston. General Ursus was played by Lothar Tuppen. Dr. Milo was played by Jack Ward. Cerisa was played by Alexa Chipman. Verger was played by David McIver. Mendez was also played by Jack Ward. Albinia was played by Tanya Milosevic. Otello was played by Lothar Tuppen. Gorilla Number One was played by Stevie Farnaby. Mutant Guard Number Two was played by me. Bill Holwig. The Simeon protesters were played by Brian Bokikio, Kim Giannopoulos, Lothar Tuppen, Pete Lutz, Paul Laville, Rory, Jenny, and Jack Ward, and Fiona Thrail rounding out the protesting hippie Simeons. Thank you guys, you rocked it. And again, thank you from the bottom of my heart down here in West Texas for continuing to listen to all my Simeon shenanigans and stay tuned for more Beneath the Planet of the Apes to come. Again, thank you. This has been a Broken Sea audio production. www.brokensea.com In 1963, Pierre Boulle's book, La Planète des Sanges, known in English as Planet of the Apes, was published. In 1968, 20th Century Fox released Planet of the Apes as a major motion picture, creating a worldwide sensation that continues to this day. In 1975, Mike McCarthy, Tom McCabe, Michael A. Caulfield, and Bill Kenwright brought Planet of the Apes to stages in the United Kingdom. The history and script of which was preserved by Rich Handley of Hasline Books, Simeon Scrolls Magazine, and the Planet of the Apes Wikia site. In 2013, Broken Sea Audio, in arrangement with playwright Mike McCarthy, brings you the official audio drama adaptation of the UK stage production of Planet of the Apes. Don't move, human. Okay, okay, my hands are up. Silence, beast. Human, 
What do you want here? We are friends. We come in peace. Come in peace, have they? We shall soon see about that. Put them in a cage. Yes, sir. Move, beasts. What? But we came in peace. In the cage. Human. From Broken Sea Audio. Hello, this is Alan Tudyk. And this is Nathan Fillion. Saying hello to the Sonic Society. If you're not listening to the Sonic Society, what are you doing? You're dead like wash. That's what. Ain't Timber. Because Timber's still in Serenity. I buried him there. What do you mean, you buried him? I pulled this gun. And I put a hole in his head. Sarge, you didn't bury me. Lana Manx, prepare to be boarded. Things check out. We won't be staying long. Boys? Mom! Greetings, traveler. I am Initiative the Tenth Order, Lemangelo. Now move, Shepard. I don't know how long we have before things start going all to hell. I am afraid, Captain. It is far too late for that. Look who I've discovered. Hi. Would you please stop shooting at us? Well, that didn't work. Anyone else have a plan? Now it don't need to go this way. I ain't been right more times than I've been alive. But I aim to do right a fraction more, when it counts. Continuing Firefly, Old Wounds. Since March 2007, one online audio production group has pushed the boundaries. Broken Sea Audio Productions presents... Maudlin. It's sounding board. Audio drama with... You have been listening to Jake Sampson. Broken Sea Audio Productions presents. My name is Feedback, and these are my stories. Last time on Gaia's Voyages. This is the Broken Sea Audio Production of Escape from New York. OTR Swagcast. Doctor Who. Starring Mark Kalita as the Doctor. BrokenSea.com. New audio every Thursday. Last day. Capricorn 15s. Year of the City, 2274. Carousel begins. Runner, stop! A friend of mine went on carousel tonight. Now he's gone. Logan 5, approach and identify. Renew! 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 Well, is this the sanctuary you were so desperate to find? I hope you're satisfied. Logan's Run by Broken Sea Audio. Based on the 1976 film, this audio dramatization of the classic novel by William F. Nolan and George Clayton Johnson brings to life this terrifying tale of a dystopic future in a whole new way. 
Only at brokensea.com. Without and within, the world was dying. The brazen base races of man gave birth to ages where greed for gain and violence flourished, where honor and nobility were profaned, where lies and unrestrained consumption were made sacred. Scars covered the mother of thunder. What once was wild was now tamed and sickened. The light of the unconquered sun turned bloated and red, and its blood flowed freely. And mankind continued to hasten its own death. Amidst the obsidian towers, poor haunted wastelands, and shadowed tombs of this aged world, those who looked behind the tattered sorrows woke to the sounds of steel on steel and knew now was the time when mankind would either fall to its own insignificance or become as them beyond the boundaries of dualities freed from the shackles of their baseness and their forgotten nobility without and within the world was dying and among the tatters crimson things began to move what do you want from me lorak just a sorcerer <laughs> nothing more i'm a bone master what part of necromancer confuses you Exorak, what the hell are those? Blood silks. There are as many of them as all the people you've killed in your life. This isn't good. I think a finger bone will do very nicely here. Don't try talking to me, you evil demon spawn. I'm protected by the harbingers. No one said death was fair. The storm might be a problem, though. The storm? Yes, there are things in the storm. But it might cover our tracks as well. It is a ghost storm, isn't it? Horrible gods and the sorrows I... Some of us see opportunity in what is forbidden. The tattered sorrows weep here. Only those belonging to the crimson tatters can pass. Before we fall, we'll make them terrified of us. You sound like you have a plan. Tell me you have a plan. You said you hoped I'm as good as they say I am. Well, here's where you find out. Ha! Broken Sea Audio presents The Sword of the Crimson Tatters, an original sword and sorcery audio drama created and produced by Lothar Tuppen. Only at BrokenSea.com. Kaboom, kaboom. Yada, da, 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 the brothers, kaboom. Yeah, 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 yeah